What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You guys can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things such as streaming services in other countries. If you sign up today with the GTD Sports affiliate link, you'll get a risk-free 30-day money back. You'll save up to 70%. Uh, You can use it up to six devices simultaneously. It's on whatever platform you need, so make sure you sign up for NordVPN with the GTD Sports affiliate link today. This is the Going the Distance podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got into the top drive. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome into the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann. We're on episode 41. It just keeps getting crazy that these numbers keep going up every time. But alas, it's episode 41, September 28th. We are currently live on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter, all that jazz. Before we get started with the episode, make sure to follow all of our platforms on social media. We are at gtd underscore sports except for tiktok we are at gtdsports.com follow our personal accounts i'm over at ryan vanell 8 and elijah is at elijah span 19 uh last but not least you can subscribe to the gtd sports newsletter where you can keep up with email notifications on all new episodes and all that kind of all that jazz you know oh and one more thing too the podcast network is up and running we have five kick-ass podcasts on the gtd sports network right now so make sure you guys check that out. Yeah, five. That's we're going places. You know, soon it'll be ten. You know, soon it'll be ten. But for now, check out everything that's up there. Next week too, we're going to be joined by one of our fellow GTD podcasters, Zach Rieger is going to be joining us because uh, we play him in fantasy football this weekend. We have him. Yeah. We have him on Thursday or next week. Thursday, Thursday, because we're playing him next week, right? Like on Sunday, we're playing him. Playing him this weekend, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be having him on on Thursday. I already talked to him about it. He said, hell yeah, let's do it. So that's set. We're good to go. Uh, I'm I'm excited for today's episode, actually. We're doing a little bit different. We got a sports bucket list planned for today, as you can probably tell from the title. And we're also going to be talking about what we've learned through a sixth of the season so far. And then we're going to be yep. going through – what was that? I was about to say, yep, 18 weeks now. Three weeks is uh, one-sixth. So, yeah, dude, one-sixth it's so weird. What we've learned. I don't like it, but anyway. And then we're going to be, of course, doing Love It or Load of It at the end. Oh, and then I almost forgot. Our our hot seat segment. We're going to be ranking where NFL and college coaches, their hot seat, if it's on a scale of 1 to 10 type thing, talking about whether they should be fired, excuse me, and whatnot. But we'll get into that later. But first, we're going to start out our Tuesday episode like we always do with some highlight, low light. Elijah, you go ahead. Yeah, so highlight is so – For our Thursday episodes, we have our Taylor Fade segment, and I have been doing poorly through the first two weeks. And then in the third week, I exploded with a 9-1 and record. I actually went 5-0 and for NFL, which is kind of crazy because week two, I went (laughs) 0-5. It's nice how the turntables. Yeah, and you're doing pretty good. You've You've had nothing but solid showings for Taylor Fade. Dude, I need to just start actually like betting everything on my Taylor Fade picks. Yeah, so you have your record is twenty two and eight overall. That means you'd be you'd be up fourteen units if you put Fire. a unit on each one. That's that's a lot, dude. That's kick ass, bro. No, that's pretty fucking good. 
Dude, I would because I'm at like 22. I use 22 bucks for my units, so like 14, yeah. bro. Yeah, so that's like, I mean, what for quick maths? Oh, 200, bro. That's 280 bucks. 280 bucks. So I mean, you know, nothing crazy, but like that's pretty. That's pretty good for 30 picks being up 14 units. That's pretty. Yeah, impressive, bro. I would take that any day of the week. Yeah, God, dude, I really. Why? What? That now it's just making me like you know slap myself. Like, just, why am I not doing? I that? mean, it's only. Through three weeks, you could start it this week. Uh, that's true. Year. I probably will actually. Yeah, it's, and yeah, I was happy. It. Was happy to go nine and one because that brought me to fifteen and fifteen. So now I'm at five hundred. Not negative. So you know, yeah, nine and one. <laughs> so you're pretty... ju- you're just now at point five hundred though. Yeah, because I was Damn, six so. and fourteen, then nine and one brought me to fifteen fifteen. So you're on an upward trajectory now. That I'm means on an upward. You can... You can only go ten and zero next. I figured it out, dude. So I just got to use the fade part of the mm-hmm. Taylor fade because I faded you a bunch. See, I tailed you a shit ton this time. Yeah, because so. my picks are money, dude. Oh, did you play some this week? No, I actually haven't bet in a while just because uh, on the job search, money's tight. So Fair just enough. enjoying the game, just paying attention to the gaming world. So that way, when I start getting a little income in, I'm hit the ground running. You know, <laughs> yeah. trends. I'm doing research. I'm in the lab. Okay. I'm in the lab. Yeah. You're cooking up. You're cooking it up. You're going to come I'm, back and hit like yeah. a 12 team parlay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this weekend, bro, I was actually one game away from an 18 parlay. All I needed was the Giants to win and they fucking blew it. And I would have hit for what was it? 15 units. So, yeah. Yeah. It was tough. It was really tough. Yeah. Fuck you, Joe Judge. Uh, yeah, Giants are bad, man. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll get into that in a sec. Low light of the week. Uh, both our fantasy teams lost. Our um, GTD Sports Network team is kind of in shambles right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's depressing. And then my other league, I scored the second most points in the league that week. And then I lost to the guy that scored the most. So, Ah, oh, that's tough. That's the worst. I've it's I've seen a theory too where it's like a, not like a theory, but uh, a different settings for fantasy football where everybody plays two games a week. You play your opponent, and then you also play um, the, the mean league. score, like the league mm-hmm. average score. Mm-hmm. So you can either go two and two and zero, oh, one and one, or zero oh and two every week. So I yeah. kind of like that. No, nah, I do too. I think uh, I think I'm, I kind of meant to implement it, but I just forgot. And then, like second week of the season, I was like, "Oh shit!" I was gonna. We were like gonna do that because we actually talked about it. And then I just never did it. I think right now we might be fucked though, <laughs> based on the last two weeks' performance. Uh, I feel like we're still gonna be fine in the long run. But what I'm really worried about is uh, just Josh Jacobs hasn't played in two weeks, so I'm worried about Corey Davis too. Yeah, what's dude? Zach Wilson looks so bad, bro. Yeah, but yeah, we'll get into that in a moment. Yeah, Zach Wilson's fucking terrible. All right, well, my highlight of this week was 100% watching Arsenal beat the living shit out of Tottenham Hotspur 3-1 to in the North London Derby. It felt like Arsenal was reborn, and we've talked about how painful it is being an Arsenal fan and how much suffering in a, they, they put us through. But no, everybody had hope, and they fucking actually came through. It looked like a completely new team. It was, I mean, this is basically like Arsenal beating Tottenham is the equivalent of like, I don't know, the Packers beating the Bears in the Super Bowl, even though that would never happen. But like, 
You know what I mean? That kind of rivalry. And also at the same time, too, the Bengals fucked up the Steelers on the road for the first time in like a decade. Fuck you, Ben Roethlisberger. So that felt good. It was a good rivalry weekend. Well, Almost. actually, yeah, I was going to say, well, 50% was a good rivalry weekend. Uh, my low light of the week was the other 50%. Um, TCU, we got sclounced. We got sclounced by SMU on our home turf. And also, I mean, I work, I cover TCU soccer. So, I mean, maybe this is a little bit personal, but like the soccer team lost to Baylor and SMU and Baylor in the same weekend, bro. Can't be having that for TCU. So that was my low light of the week. Man, oh, the SMU game was so frustrating. Yeah, that was tough to watch. It was brutal. It was very tough to watch. But uh, some other stuff happened this week. There's a lot that went down this weekend. We had some UFC. Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, dude. The hype, it lived up to all the hype. The card was fantastic. Um, I mean, really the main storyline probably I'd say was the main event, of course. So Volkanovski and Brian Ortega, you know, a lot of people had doubts that Volkanovski, you know, deserves this belt because he had some questionable decisions against Holloway to get it. But, dude, he was beating the fuck out of Brian Ortega until like halfway through the third round. All of a sudden, it was one of the craziest moves I've ever seen. So Volkanovski literally hits him straight clean with a jab. Ortega like gets fucking hit, but then weaves another punch in the process. Then comes him with a clean ass jab, makes him fall. And as he's falling, puts him into a chokehold. And like everybody was like, Volkanovski's done. It's over. It's over. He was turning purple, but somehow he fucking got out of it. So the main event was crazy. Uh, I'm hoping that we see Holloway and Volkanovski part three. And then also... The Nick Diaz fight, even though it had a lot of hype around it because he's a Diaz brother, that shit belonged on Triller, bro. That was like a Jake Paul type fight. Oh, like, really? Yeah, Nick Diaz should never... I mean, honestly, Jake Paul was more of a real fight than this. Nick Diaz should never fight in the UFC again. He just needs to, to hang it up, call it quits. Because, dude, this is... He was literally... He was going fast, like weirdly fast. But this is all he was doing. Just, just fucking... Tapping him, just tapping him, tapping him, tapping him. And Lawler was actually making contact, but they just looked like a couple of grandpas in the octagon. They were moving so slow. He got gassed so quick. It, was, it wasn't it was really that entertaining. It was cool to see Diaz in the octagon, but other than that, it was a shit show. And then Shevchenko, oh, my God, dude. She's so good. It's insane. Every time she fights, this is the reaction. But I'm at the point now where I don't want to see her fight again unless she's fighting a super fight. Like Amanda Nunez type shit. That's the only type of fight I want to see her in. There's no other competition for her. So, I mean, we've said this time and time again. So, Dana White, make it fucking happen. But that's Did that's really see, what Did you see. The comedian um, Andrew Schultz criticize uh, Shevchenko. I did not know. He doesn't really follow UFC, but I guess he was watching it, and he was like, "Yeah, she doesn't really have the star power, knockout power to really succeed in the UFC." And UFC Twitter fans just like berated him. Dude, yeah, because I mean, she's one of the best of the best, like pound for pound right now. Yeah, but it was just really funny because when they were all roasting him, he like didn't really care. And then he was like, I'm the best MMA journalist in in the game and you can't take me down. And I don't know. It's funny. Oh God, it's funny ridiculous. if you know who Andrew Schultz is. Oh, wait, is he the ginger guy? No. Oh, is you're it Anthony, Anthony Sant- Santana or whatever? Yeah, you're thinking of Santino. Santino, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Nah, this guy's also friends with Rogan, though. Oh, I, I actually might know what you're talking about, though. But it was anyway, on yeah. Code back in the day, or Guy Code. But yeah, yeah Shevchenko's a fucking beast. No, but what, uh, I wanted to watch the Ryder Cup, too, a little bit, but wasn't able to get as much as I was hoping to. I saw a little bit on Twitter and stuff, the highlights and whatnot, but what happened there? Dude, it was awesome. It was The only way to describe it is that it was kick-ass. So USA was dominant in a 19-9 win, um, one of the most dominant wins in U.S. history. This has been an event that has been you know, owned by the Europeans since the 90s. And now we're starting to really kick ass. Dustin Johnson went 5-0 and with a return to Dustin Johnson. Yeah, he I saw a lot of, about DJ on there, yeah. Yeah, dude, he, he w- didn't really have, like, he kind of faded down the stretch of last season. So to see him kind of come out and do really well was cool. Honestly, everyone on Team USA looked kick ass. Like Patrick Hanley, who's been on fire, showed up, showed out. Um, fucking DeChambeau was hitting bombs. I think he had like a 400 uh, – like a 400 yard bomb. He drove the green with the three wood. Like he, Duchambeau actually he's got a fucking a, rocket bazooka for arms. Duchambeau actually had a really good week for Bryson Duchambeau, the person, because a lot of people are starting to like him a little bit more again. Cause he, you know, he was likable, I guess. And with uh, the Tom Brady, whenever he did the match, he really wasn't that, that bad. I feel like. I don't know. He's kind of cringy, but <laughs> well, besides from the cringe aspect, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I a lot of people are saying it's like, dude, if this guy just wears a regular hat, he's like ten times more likable. <laughs> what 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 hat does he wear? Well, because he wears that stupid fucking Peaky Blinders hat, the fold cap. You know? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just wearing a. Re- they didn't have any of those for Team USA, so he just wore a regular hat, <laughs> and uh, it worked well for him. But no, didn't, he, I, um, didn't he and um, Brooks Koepka, they like they hugged it out at the end with the trophy yeah, and stuff? Yeah, him and him and Kepka hugged it out. So that's even that just goes to show you just how powerful and what the Ryder Cup victory means. Um, another thing too is Justin Thomas is Captain America. He is the emotional catalyst for this team. I mean, you've probably seen a lot of the videos of him sinking putts or like when his partners sink putts. He was like getting into it. He's getting the crowd amped up. I think 1.2, the crowd threw a beer at him. Uh, I can't remember what tee box it was on, but it was during like, it was like the second day. And he just grabbed the beer, a Michelob, and just chugged it. <laughs> That's like, sick. Didn't give a fuck. So is the Ryder Cup in terms of like atmosphere, is it still like serious? You know, you have to be no. tampered like, or is it wild? No, it's wild. Hell it's yeah. Wild. That it is, I was talking to my buddy. Will, who's been on the podcast a couple times, uh, yeah. he was saying that he likes to watch the Ryder Cup like just as much as the majors because the players aren't as tense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it they, seems like it's almost kind of like an all-star break that they take seriously. Yes. Yeah, because they're all like for sure like they're trying their best out there and they're giving it their go, but they're not locked in for 15 million, you know, if they win or if they sink or don't sink the putt. Mm-hmm. So they're not like, you know, they don't have the killer instinct, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, they're not uh, yeah, like it's what you're saying. But they're, they're a lot more lax, but they're still just playing. You know, they're still the best in the world. It's almost they want to like, win, too. Yeah. Like, the Ryder, seeing them play at the Ryder Cup is as close as you could get to, like, going out golfing with them as buddies. Yeah, it makes sense. That sounds, I mean, it's, yeah, like kind of like an all-star break. That's the way like, yeah. I'm kind of thinking of it. And then 
the crowd too is just fucking electric. So it was an entire USA crowd because uh, Europeans couldn't come because of travel restrictions with COVID. Yeah, and it was in Wisconsin, like, right? Yeah. So USA USA chants were getting broken out nonstop, like the, <laughs> jeering. Like I don't know. It was just really cool. And then like one of the times, like you when guys were warming up with their driver swings on tee boxes, you hear oh oh oh. <laughs> It was hilarious. And so, like, I don't know. It was just – it was, like, fun to watch. Like, watching that after seeing it, I had to add the Ryder Cup to my sports bucket list. Okay, yeah. Let's go ahead and get into that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you want to do it? You want to you wanna go, like, you read off yours, I read off mine, or do you want to go, like, every other? Yeah, so I'll go ahead and go first. All right, bet. So, first up, I just mentioned the Ryder Cup. I'm going to go to a Ryder Cup now. Bonus points if it's somewhere super cool. Like, um, I don't know. I want to go somewhere where I can at least party with the guys afterwards because literally, like, as soon as they won, like, everyone – it was like they won a championship. Like, champagne was out, beer was out, cigars were out, and they were all talking about how they are going to get fucked up. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> um, but so I want to go to one. Uh, attend a Red Sox-Yankees game at Fenway, which I've done. I've had a couple that I, I've That's already pretty done sick. before that were – yeah, it was sick. It was Sunday Night Baseball, too, on ESPN. It was it was a really good game. What um, year was it? 2017. Was uh was Poppy retired by then? David Ortiz? No. See, Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you saw Ortiz? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, I think that was the year that they last won. Maybe that was the year after he retired. Fuck, dude, I can't remember. Here, I'll look pretty, it up that, for confirmation. That was the year that they won the, the championship in 2017. Okay, yeah, he retired in 2016. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. Um, and then attend any Super Bowl. Could be any team whatsoever. Yeah, that's that's Bowl. on my list too. Like, I mean, that's kind of obvious. I feel like that if you're an American sports fan and the Super Bowl isn't on your bucket list, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Um, go to a Masters. That's my other golf one. So the Masters is the only uh, major that doesn't move stays in the same spot and augusta is like the most beautiful golf course you could ever go it's special I need, yeah i need to taste a pimento cheese sandwich it's like a pastime there um, oh wait a what cheese a, a pimento cheese sandwich oh and i actually like, have heard of that yeah yeah and they can't they stay the same price they're still like two bucks yeah everything's like the same price it's yeah. so cheap yeah that's, that's pretty cool how they do that yeah but know, the ticket prices fluctuate <laughs> oh yeah of course and then i know like the merchandise too isn't it isn't that like a huge resale market for masters merchandise i'm pretty sure yeah because like you there's some stuff you can only buy there yeah yeah you can't you can't get it anywhere else except augusta so people will ebay uh, that shit and then i want to do have a road trip where i see every a game at every single mlb ballpark because i did have other ones that like Attend Wrigley Field, um, check out the Dodgers Stadium, Wrigley Field the most. And I was like, you know what? I also want to do every ball, every MLB ballpark. So throw that on there. What made you choose MLB over like NFL or, you know, NBA maybe? I prefer going to um, just games. And I think, you know, just going and see a game at every single ballpark would just be a lot cooler than trying to make it to every single NFL stadium. I feel like that would be, yeah, NFL would be a lot harder of a task Cause, to do. Because for me, like, the pinnacle of baseball is going to, you know, the game, having a beer, like, you know, 
that is true yeah game atmosphere like hearing the the organist or whatever just the sounds of the 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 ballpark is just the best of baseball and then like with football like prime football for me is sitting down hungover on a sunday watching the red zone channel for seven hours straight yeah you're right actually i think yeah baseball is out of any american sport really is like the one you have to be there for otherwise it's just not as special and then have a home run land in my beer. That's the next one. <laughs> That'd be cool. I, I would like that to happen. This is definitely the least likely for my sports bucket list, but if it happens, it's sick. Um, and then storm the, storm the field in college, which I got to do against UT last year. Wait, you ran on the field last year? Yeah. That was you? No, 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 no. When everybody stormed the field against UT. I thought you meant like streak. No. I was about to say, well, not like streak, like naked, but you know what I mean? Like nah, run on the field type shit. Because that happened nah. last year at TCU. No, I'm talking about after we won and everybody stormed the field. Okay, see that? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, yeah, I've had, I've done that too. I was there too, so. Yeah, I got to light up a dart <laughs> out of the 50-yard line. That was fun. Um, go to an Olympics. Uh, bonus points if it's somewhere that's a vacation spot. Uh, watch USA play at the World Cup. So first we have to make it there, but I'd, you know. Maybe not like a World Cup final, but just to go see USA play somewhere in the World Cup would be cool. And then last one, sick courtside at a playoff game, preferably next to Cuban. Uh, I will also take a Knicks or Lakers game. You'll just sit right next to Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, yeah. Just any playoff game, not like game seven, you know, of the finals or something. Nah, just, just I, I would take any playoff game. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We have, uh, honestly, we have a pretty different list. Um, so mine's really not in any order. I kind of want to, uh, after the episode, we should put these in like an order so we can post them on social media and stuff. Uh, but anyway, for now, these are completely out of order. No specific number one to number 10. But uh, first one inspired by this weekend is I would give an arm and a leg to attend a North London Derby of Arsenal versus Tottenham at the Emirates Stadium, which is Arsenal Stadium. So that atmosphere, I would just love to be surrounded by fellow Arsenal fans and everybody singing and cursing out Tottenham and everything. That would be fucking awesome. And then, obviously, you already said this one about the Super Bowl. I don't care if my team's playing in it or not. That would be a bonus, but it would be totally okay with me if it was just any random Super Bowl. Uh, And then... Basketball, I want to go to a March Madness Final Four and the National Championship. Those ones kind of go together because their tickets are sold together. It's really all one event. But fuck COVID because I had tickets to it in 2020 and they canceled March Madness, so I didn't get to go. But we got a refund. It was just still bullshit. I was really excited. And it was at the Atlanta Mercedes-Benz Dome and everything. Oh, it was sick. Cool. Yeah, it was sick. But uh, similar to your visit every MLB baseball or the MLB ballpark, excuse me, I want to go visit every single college football stadium. And I know there's literally hundreds of college football programs, Take but I want to I want to go to like the relevant programs, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so, like. <laughs> Power five and maybe a couple in the group of five. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Power five. I want to go to as many as I can. And because a lot of them are really close to each other too, which is that that would make it easier than like, you know, NFL or MLB. But 
yeah, that would take me a long, long, long time. I've already gone to a decent amount. Like I've seen AM, I've seen TCU, of course, SMU, Baylor, uh, UT, Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, Central Florida, Florida State, Syracuse. I could go on and on. Stanford, UCLA. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, I've been to a lot. Of, I like, I love college football. That's my shit. Yeah. I've, kind of been here and there oh ohio. for some reason ohio that's a random one um been to their stadium and then what's next this one's kind of recent too um or recently inspired at least but i really now want to go to the monaco grand prix it's the longest lasting race in formula one and it's like the most iconic they literally did a a scene in cars you know the the spy movie yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based in like the Monaco where they do the F one race. No, nah, it's like the most hype race. Like, and yeah. I agree with you too. Since I've been watching Drive to Survive, like it's like a huge party, and that there's also just a car race going on. Yeah, it's just so it's, like, I, it's a celebration with yachts and everything. This is also in mine. The only reason why I didn't add it to mine too is just because I didn't want to copy. Nah, wait. How how far are you in uh, F in the Drive to Survive? I'm just like a couple episodes into season two. Okay, that's pretty far, actually. Yeah, I'm. I'm like. Uh, I just started season three, okay. so dude, it's so good, bro. I love it's it. Good. It's pretty yeah. good. Do you have a favorite yet? Like, like a favorite driver? Oh, Ricardo. Yeah, Daniel Ricardo, dude. He's so funny, bro. Yeah, he's the best. That's the easy one. Yeah, I like uh, Charles Leclerc too for Ferrari. He's pretty. He's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Next up is the World Cup final. Uh, you kind you said USA World Cup. I honestly could care less if it's USA. I would probably actually be more excited. I hate to say this because I'm an American, but I would be probably more excited to watch like I don't know, say a France Argentina type matchup where I get to see guys like Messi play. You know, all these big names. But it would of course be cool to see the United States in a World Cup final. And then next up is this one I've already had checked off, but it was still on my bucket list is. Have a sign appear on college game day. Um, I college game day is probably my favorite, you know, sports talk show type thing, and they're really infamous for all their funny signs. So I remember when I was like 11 and TCU was playing Utah, me and my brother both got our signs on there, and that. Oh really? Yeah, it was like I, I, you would think I would remember what they said, but I completely forgot what the sign said. Yeah, but I know we got on there. It was like we made an acronym with ESPN. It was like something making fun of Utah, but I can't fucking remember it. I know we were on there, though, so I love college game days. So anyway, next up is I have to watch LeBron play in person before he retires. You haven't? No. Like every time he's come to town, it seems like I'm busy or the tickets are like astronomical. So I I need to do it. it. Yeah, I got to watch – Dwayne Wade was really the reason I became a Heat fan. So I got to watch Dwayne Wade's uh, retirement tour, which was pretty cool. But other than that, really, I I haven't been to many NBA games, honestly. So next up is I want to sit ringside for a Conor McGregor fight. I would hate to be because, you know, UFC, I feel like you get such a better view watching on TV pay-per-view. But if you're ringside, that would be fucking sick. Like that changes the game if you're ringside. I want to be sitting next to Addison Ray and shit ringside, you know, with all the celebrities. Machine yeah. Gun Kelly, what's up? And then last but not least on my bucket list would be to call a play in an NFL game. I want to take control of the headset, and I want to tell them what to run, and I want to see if I could actually read the situation and call a successful play. I really want to just do one play. 
Really? Yeah, I armchair I armchair quarterback the shit out of games that I watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> all right, you should like I was watching the Cowboys last night and I was like, we need to run more play action. <laughs> yeah, like I want I want to see if like my theology would work, you know? No, but it was awesome though, because as soon as I said that, I was like, we need to run a bootleg. I don't know why we're running more bootleg play actions. Like the next play. We ran a bootleg on a third and one and converted the third down. I was like, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> Dude, the yes. Bengals, Bengals, on the other hand, are not listening to my advice at all, bro. Joe Burrow threw 18 passes over the weekend. What the hell? 18, and he used to be throwing 60. In an NFL game. We yeah. all won, so I wouldn't complain. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't give – yeah, I don't care. Fuck the Steelers. No, but that is – those are our bucket lists. So, that's – I feel like that might change over the years, too. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah, there's probably even more that I could add on there. There's just so many things, so many spectacles in sports that I want to see. All right, moving on though. Let's talk, let's hit NFL. Let's talk about what we have learned through a sixth of the season. So one of the hottest stories is simply how bad the Jets still are. I mean, they look miserable, like so bad. They played, who was it? The Broncos this weekend, right? I, I made the bold decision to bet on Jets plus 10, and that was a bad idea because uh, I I, did, I don't know why I thought they could cover, but sometimes those big spreads get you. I know, dude. It was 10 points, so I was like, bro, come on. I mean, this is this is an NFL game. Like, come on, bro. How do you think it happened? Nah, Zach Wilson looks really, really bad, and I, I kind of feel bad for him because he doesn't – I mean, I guess they have Corey Davis now. Elijah Moore has been very quiet, more quiet than I thought he would have been. Mm-hmm. But they, he just doesn't really have anything working around him. Yeah, uh, I think he's definitely on pace to break the rookie interception record. Him and Trevor Lawrence are um, in a very tight race on who's going to get to do that. Uh, it's kind of funny, though. Uh, Peyton Manning went on part of my take before the season started, and they asked him about his rookie interception record. And he's like, yeah, if Zach or Trevor wants to break that, like they should by all means go ahead. They can have that record. And now it's – it looks like it's going to happen because they're both throwing a lot of picks. How many? I know uh, Trevor's at like seven, I think. How many is Zach Wilson at? Um, I think he's he's I think he's at seven also. I think they're both at seven, yeah. Let me see. Wilson picks. Got to confirm. Yeah. I think he is also at seven, though. Yeah, because he had two against the Broncos, four, four. against the Pats. Yeah. I need to have against the uh Panthers. Probably at least one. So I'm pretty sure he did. It's either six or seven. Six for sure, seven possibly. Uh yeah, so he's at seven also. All right, yeah. And also too with uh you know new coach Robert Salah, I think you gotta give him a bit more time. Uh, too, because like we're you know we're gonna be talking about the hot seat in a little bit, but I don't I don't think you could necessarily say he's on the hot seat yet because he hasn't really had any time to do anything with anything. So I don't really know what to think of the Jets right now. I like, I, are they gonna end up fucking zero and sixteen again or one and fifteen, whatever they were last year? Yeah, we'll see. Um, Who knows, man? I I think they might be able to get to turn it around. They've kind of had a tough first three weeks against, especially because they they faced the Panthers week one, who are number one in DVOA, defensive and offensive right now. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then they face the Pats, who Bill Belichick just eats rookie QBs. And then For the Broncos. Breakfast. Yeah, and then the Broncos, who also have a really good defense right now and have just curb-stomped lesser opponents that they face. So they kind of had a rough go of it so far. Maybe in the next couple of weeks, hopefully they'll play somebody that's going to be – They got – their next couple games, they got the Titans – at home, which I mean, Titans are probably going to win that. Yeah, uh, but- and then they got the Falcons. They could maybe pull something off against the Falcons. Oh, the Falcons in London. Oh, it's in London. Yeah. Oh, maybe something spicy could happen there. Jets win. Falcons London. Really, you're calling it now. I'm calling it now, dude. Put go ahead and place it right now, bro. The pull Jets are going to touch down in London Town. Touchdown in London Town, dude. I like that they do uh, games in London. I think that's cool. I remember they were talking about a fucking expansion team in London for the NFL, and they would be called yeah. the London Monarchs. Yeah, that I mean, that, as cool as it sounds, that would be ridiculous for travel. It just can't work. Yeah, it literally logistically. Well, somebody there was one theory that was um, they would go play eight weeks in America and then eight weeks in London, uh, and they would have two bye weeks in between. Like, I don't know. No. Nah. Yeah, it would be a headache to figure that out. Yeah, that the they just have the Jacks just play a game or two there every year. Have the Jacks be the de facto London team. Yeah, but all around rookie, oh, not even just Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson probably has been the pinnacle of it, just because he's on such a dog shit Jets team. But rookie quarterbacks in general right now are not it. They're yeah. like I, you know, I was pretty high on Mac Jones. He looked like the best by far so far. And then he just threw three picks this weekend. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, and I think it makes what Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow did last year that much more impressive because it's just showing like just how hard it is to be a rookie quarterback in the NFL. And another thing, too, with quarterbacks going higher than ever, like the best quarterback in the draft class is going to go number one no matter what. Um, yeah. I think that kind of shows the fallacy in doing that because these guys just go to bad teams and they just suck. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they have nothing to work with. Yeah. Like Herbert and the Chargers, like they have a lot better roster than the Bengals do. Definitely. Um, And then like, I mean, you take a look at like Dak. Dak was kind of a shitty rookie quarterback. He was just efficient because we had the best running game in the league. You know what I mean? Same thing with Russell Wilson too. When Russell Wilson came on, he was a third round pick. He was a really, you know, he's pretty good, but he's nowhere near the quarterback he is now when he started his rookie season. Like, I remember the classic Russell Wilson game was 180 yards passing, one touchdown, and Marshawn Lentz 150 yards on the ground. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day, but then he evolved into a really good passer. So it's like a bunch of guys have it. They just never get to be able to flash it because they go in in their first two years to get the shit beat out of them and their head's all in a loop. Yeah, I mean, I did not expect this. I I expected some challenges from Zach Wilson, you know, especially, you know, the Jets situation. But I guess I could have or should have seen it coming with Trevor Lawrence because the Jaguars really aren't lagging too far behind the Jets in terms of personnel. Um, But I just, you know, expected Trevor Lawrence is, you know, football Jesus. He's supposed to be the one sure thing out of this draft. But also I think it's interesting too. You brought up how quarterbacks are being valued higher and higher, but with this upcoming draft, I think that might change possibly because of this year's rookie class, 
if you know they don't pan out as good as everybody thought they would right now like the mock drafts i've seen most of them have a uh, kavan thibodeau the uh oregon defensive end they have him going number one because he is like he's really good he's like chase young-esque type good he's a freak of nature yes this could probably be a year where we see in the draft that quarterbacks don't go in the first three picks or maybe I think it's also more so just because the draft class this year too isn't yeah, as good. That's what like, I, I don't know what it, what more contributes to it. I don't know. There's no clear cut number one guy, and then maybe this could play in a factor. And so maybe some teams down at the bottom were like, mm, maybe we take it a year of being trash, and then we take our quarterback. Kind of like what the Dolphins did with Tua, but Tua just yeah. hasn't panned out totally. But I think that's how you're supposed to do it: is build up the trenches, build up your O line and D line. You know, get the secondary ready, have some skill position players in place, you know, and then grab your quarterback. But then probably by the time that's done, hopefully you haven't won eight games that season. Yeah, and you get screwed with the average draft pick. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. It's tough. But what else have we learned so far? So I think that we were right about Big Ben. Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's done. Called it. I don't care what he said about his – eating habits and his trainer. I don't know what that was. That nonsense was in the preseason. Big Ben has a noodle arm, bro. He's done. He can't even throw the ball 20 yards downfield right now. It's painful to watch. It is. And it's also painful to watch how loyal the Steelers are to him. Like, I feel like at this point, you guys need to both mutually be like, all right, well, it's probably time. You know, it's been a, it's been a good ride guys, but it's time to go. What do you think they'll do if he tries to come back again next year? Oh my god, he probably will. That's the that's the sad thing. I hope not. He's he's very clearly done. I mean, he looked done towards the second half of last season, and uh, he looked awful in that playoff game. And he's shown nothing but regression in the first couple of weeks. Like, I mean, you probably saw that one play where he's rolling out. Oh my god! Directly into the Bengals linebacker. Oh, that one too. And then there was one where he was rolling out to the right, and he literally just like falls over nothing and like throws the ball and is just like dead on the field. <laughs> like he just like tripped, fell like at a random Casper tripped him. He should have just retired. No, that for take, sure. That take that take that I had in that article I wrote is getting better and better every single day. Every single Dude, week of football. What are the Steelers gonna do though is the thing. I mean what who's their backup? It's Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins still, right? Yeah. Dude, oh my God, either way you're fucked. Yeah, I'd rather. Dude, they should just know. tank the season. They literally should tank the season and draft the first quarterback. Honestly, yeah. I mean, they have that good defense. Maybe they could get, you know. They have their Claypool, Juju, Deontay Johnson. Now they have Najee Harris. Juju signed a one-year deal. Juju's probably going to be let, gone. I would let Juju walk, honestly. Yeah, Juju actually might. Because they're, they're definitely valuing Claypool over him right now. And even Deontay Johnson, so. Yeah, well, Deontay Johnson is pretty good. And then, yeah, so, he's like, a beast. You don't need a third wide receiver that bad. I'd let him walk. It's crazy because Juju went from being like their clear-cut number one, one of the best receivers in fantasy at one point, to dog water. <laughs> well, yeah, he hasn't been the same since AB left. But Yeah. Yeah, he, pro- he proved that he can't be a number one. And yeah, then definitely. Uh, Too busy TikTok Aaron, dancing. Aaron Rodgers hasn't gone anywhere. That's oh, that we've the learned. discount double check was back, bro. Dude, I had... If you follow along with our social media, I was the one tweeting about the Packers money line because uh, I had, what was it, two and a half units on Packers money line, not Packers plus three, 
because I was angry that I didn't hit my parlay. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to make a, at least a decent chunk, you know? Mm-hmm. Put it all on Packers' money line. And uh, they had 37 seconds to drive the field. And I was not even worried in the slightest. And Aaron Rodgers Dude. did exactly what I expected him to. I wasn't either. Dude, I, wasn't I either. knew I was it was going to happen. I was like, yeah, he's got this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it was, I like, wasn't even surprised or like hyped. I was like, yep. Have you seen like the videos of uh, I saw one too of uh, a Packers fan at the 49ers stadium. He was recording himself like they don't even know, like all the people cheering, like they don't even know what's about to happen. It's so great. One time. So my roommate in college was a Bears fan and Mm. I got to see him. Yuck. um, Watch Aaron Rodgers come back against a different team. I can't remember. It was like some random game. And then the, we were like about to go do something. And I was like, hey, like, let's go. And he goes, no, I want to see this fucking asshole do his thing. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure this game's over. It's like fourth and 15. He's like, no, it's not. I was like, he's going to do his thing. And then he fucking, and then of course he converts it. And he's like, see that fucking asshole. He fucking did his thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was I'm just sure a Bears fan. He fucking oh, despises yeah. he him. Like, he was like, he does this all the time. And I was like, and then the game was over and they came back. And I was like, all right, let's go, man. And he goes, no, I want to see what this fucking asshole has to say. <laughs> the post-game <laughs> interview, like, just watching it from the Bears fans' perspective. He's like, he does this to us all the time. Like, I can't. Dude, I mean, I mean, I feel like at least, like, a quarter of the Packers' wins come from just Aaron Rodgers' game-winning drives every year. Yeah. I mean, he's done it to us. He's done it to the Cowboys plenty of times, especially in the playoffs. Um, he's probably the most clutch quarterback of all time. I, yeah, probably. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know off the top of my head, at least, anybody else that would compete with him. I mean, you got Tom Brady, like John Elway, maybe, um, Peyton Manning. Uh, but out of all those guys, 45 Dan seconds Marino. left. Dan Marino. All those guys, though, 45 seconds left. I'm taking Rodgers. I mean, think about oh, that. Definitely. Think about that one playoff game against Arizona where he went back-to-back yucks, like Hail Marys to win – or no, to take it to OT, and then the Cardinals got the ball first, and then they lost in OT ultimately because he never got to see the ball in overtime in that playoff game. But, I mean, like, the guy, I mean, he's done it literally every single time he's been asked to. Yeah, it's insane how frequent it is. Yeah, I think, no, he's for sure the best um, and then, for clutch. And I think Brady would probably be a close second. Yeah, for sure. Just based uh, on history. Another another thing that we learned from that game also is that there's a good reason why the 49ers traded up for Trey Lance. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy G looked a little rough from time to time there. Yeah, I mean, he's a good quarterback, but he's just he's not a Super Bowl winner. And the 49ers kind of have a roster in place that they believe can win a Super Bowl. He's like the de- Jimmy G is like the definition of middle of the pack, I feel like. He's in he's an Alex Smith. Yeah, uh yeah, yeah, actually it's pretty good pretty good representation, which is not what the, he's a pre-Chiefs Alex Smith cuz I think Kansas City Alex Smith was a little bit different. 49ers Alex Smith but yeah he kind of is like the same caliber as whenever he was there yeah I see what you're saying so it makes sense why they wanted up for somebody dynamic as Trey Lance who's been honestly awesome I mean he got what he had a rushing touchdown right in the game yeah he came in for that one play that was big dick energy by Kyle Shanahan to go out there fourth and goal two seconds left to see Trey Lance and run it in I was I was pretty blown away by that call Classic Kyle, man. And then another thing we learned is that the Cowboys own the NFC East. Uh, see, I'm only sad because I just 
I have a future bet on the Giants, but it's over. It's literally done. There's no fucking shot the Giants win the division. So I just wanna I wanna preface the rest of the NFC East right now. The Eagles, you saw them last night. Jalen Hurts is not a franchise quarterback. They got the owned. roster still has lots to go. I they mean, made remember- the Cowboys defense look elite. Yeah. And they do yeah. look a lot better. Who's who's that corner? Number seven, Diggs? Tra- Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs. He's cold, bro. He's really good. Bro, my buddy texts me. He's like, I think I might have to get a Diggs jersey. And I was like, I think he just might. Where did he come from, bro? Where did he? Alabama second round pick last year. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, I didn't hear about him at all last year. Nah. So, and then um, the Washington football team, remember their vaunted defense from last year? It they're looks ranked, a lot worse, yeah. They're ranked 31st, only ahead of the 31st? CFL. Are you 31st. serious? They're that bad. Bro, they got me bad. negative eight points in one of my fantasy leagues this weekend. Oh, dude. That was my tr- bad for starting them against the Bills, though. They're atrocious. I mean, they have played the Chargers and the Bills, but they also gave up 29 points at 400 yards to the Daniel Jones-led Giants. So, I don't Same think – the, Yeah, so, like, they're looking pretty rough. And then, dude, the Giants are – Fucking pitiful. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they've given up on Joe Judge. Uh, John Mara, the owner of the team, is kicking around trash cans after games. He's fucking pissed off. Danny Dimes is not that he's not the answer. Makes me sad, bro. They look like they're in shit. But the thing is, though, what's so frustrating with the Giants is they're literally two plays away from being two and one instead of one and two or oh and three. I mean, literally two plays away. That that false start on the field goal, and then also in this in their Falcons game, they had a bullshit penalty on like third and goal that would have kept the Falcons out from scoring. Mm-hmm. And there was just there's a lot of fuckery that's gone on in the Giants game so far. Like, I mean, I'm just gonna say it objectively, the Cowboys. You're are right. The best team in the NFC East. Yes, you're right. Playoffs. They so. probably are going to the playoffs. Right. Annoyingly, another thing too, the Chiefs are vulnerable. Dude, their defense looks so bad. I could put up 100 yards on their defense right now. Yeah, their rushing defense is the worst in the league. It's and, terrible, um, yeah. And they're doing that same shit that we talked about before. They're they're going to sleep, and they try to wake up and say, hey, we're the Chiefs. We're going to come back. We're going to beat you. And then teams have been saying, no, you're not going to do that shit anymore. Yep. No, so, I, I was happy to see the Chargers pull that one out. Honestly, I am concerned about Andy Reid. Oh yeah, he health wise. Hospital, so yeah. hopefully he's okay. What well, like happened? Got, was there an official like uh, uh, you know? They said dehydration. Oh, okay. It was like ninety plus degrees on the field, but I don't know. I think it might also be. I mean, like the there's got to be some other stuff. He eats a lot of cheeseburgers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he might retire after this year. Honestly, he eats a lot of everything, bro. <clears throat> I love the Andy, him. but not in the best health. I could honestly see him retiring, and then they roll with Eric Bieniemy. See, that would be really interesting because Bieniemy has gotten a lot of interest from colleges for a head coaching position, especially USC even right now. So that would and, be interesting, and NFL teams too. But yeah, yeah, I think that would, I would like to see Bieniemy take over as head coach. But I just I don't want to see Andy Reid. You know, he's been in the league for so long. Yeah, that's true. It'd be tough to see him to see him go. That'd be losing a real one for sure. Yeah, um, but you know the Chiefs, man, they're doing they're doing their same old bullshit. And look, they'll probably come out and win the AFC West, but I don't think it's guaranteed. AFC yeah. West is stacked. I mean, they're one and two right now. Like, who would have thought at this point in the season yeah. that they would have a losing record? So Raiders are three and zero. Oh. 
Um, Broncos are three and zero. They're bro. They're the fakest three and zero team. Or not the Broncos. Raiders. Raiders aren't the fakest. They actually look kind of good. I think the Broncos and the Panthers are the fake three and zero teams. Well, the Broncos, their opponents are zero and nine. But if you look, <laughs> yeah, that, if that's you look why. at their schedule, their schedule is fucking cake. Really, just all the way through, dude. It's so easy. Like honestly, they could probably go five hundred in the divisional, maybe two and four. And still eke out 10 or 11 wins. God, that's so weird to think. Pull it up. Pull it up. Hey, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Because it's it's literally so easy. Broncos schedule. And honestly, like looking at their schedule, it made sense to why all the media people after Bridgewater got anointed the starter were like, yeah, this is a playoff team now. And everyone was roasting him. Media people knew the Broncos' schedule was fucking easy and how good that defense was. Well, aren't they? Their their division is Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, technically, Raiders wouldn't be an easy game. They're three and zero, you know. No, well, they don't have. I'm I'm saying outside of their divisional. Oh, okay. Well, divisional. yeah, they got Steelers. That's cake. Um, Washington. Yeah, they should win that one based off this. The Lions. Yeah. Bengals, fuck nah, bro. Bengals are winning that. Fuck you. Um, Eagles, yep. Ravens, Browns, I don't know, maybe not. Actually, yeah, I could, I could see the Broncos ending up with ten wins. That's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, it feels grody. Yeah. Dude, what if? Um, imagine like the Chiefs don't make the playoffs. I would go that far. <laughs> imagine. That I'm just far. saying. I don't know. That would be that would be absolutely nuts though. Their division looks the best in football right now. So yeah, it looks even better than the NFC West right now, honestly. Yeah, surprising though. Speaking of the NFC West, but yeah, so Lions are the best zero three team and might actually have a future. Oh wait, I was looking ahead to the Rams. Oops, but yeah, the Lions. Yeah, Lions. I wrote that one in there. Yeah, but yeah. um, I like I actually like a lot of what I've seen from the Lions. Um. You know, Jared Goff is never going to be that guy, but obviously got, with their – wait, go ahead, what? They got fight. Yeah, they got fight, exactly. You know, Dan Campbell, I think he's – we've talked about it before. We love that dude. I think he's the right guy to turn things around potentially. They have a lot of young talent right now, and their main thing is once Jared Goff, you know, gets out of his weird contract situation after the whole Matthew Stafford trade, they're probably going to be drafting a franchise guy in the next two years. So – that's going to be pivotal is if they can get a, you know, an actual good quarterback that works out for them. If they, if that happens, I wouldn't be surprised if the lions put together a winning record within like five, six years. And I know that's kind of a long time, but for the lions, they'll take that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like Dan Campbell. Hopefully he can hold his job and win enough games and show enough to keep it to where they finally can build a good roster, but you know, yeah. You never know with the NFL. And then another thing too, man, the Rams are an absolute wagon. Dude, they look really fun. That hey, my uh my Super Bowl pick is looking a lot better now. Your Super Bowl pick's looking awesome. And your MVP pick. Stafford's yeah, my dude. MVP for the first three weeks. Yeah, Stafford's looking fucking dude. I, I made a really bad decision. I thankfully I won my fantasy game in this league, but I benched Stafford for Daniel Jones because, bro, hear me out. Daniel Jones has been dropping like 20, 25 points a game. 
And he was also going against the Falcons dog shit defense. But, and you know, Matthew Stafford was going against the Buccaneers. So I thought it would work out, but Stafford ended up going off for like 300 yards and four touchdowns. So mm-hmm. that's what yeah. I get. Nah, man. I mean, are they the best team in the NFL? I, Right now, I would say I would say so. It's really hard to say though, because you know you would like to think the Chiefs on paper are probably the best team, but then they're one and two. They look like shit. I'd say it's between the Rams and the Bills right now. Yeah, that's fair for best team. That's fair. I'd honestly go with the Rams, man. I love watching their offense. Yeah, it's fun. It's exactly do, what I was hoping for. Everything they do with their pre-stat motions and everything, like wow. Like it's 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 a good time to be a Rams fan, just or just an NFL fan and watch that offense cook. Yeah, because well, so. I have no, and I mean, unless you're in their division, but I have no hatred for the Rams really, except for they moved from St. Louis. I was stupid. Uh, yeah, yeah, so money, I, <laughs> money. So if I stadium's pretty legit, so oh, it is sick. Yeah, it's really cool. Worth it. I don't give a shit. Add, add that to my bucket list, bro. I want to go to a SoFi Stadium so I, game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the cool thing about if you are if you go see the Bengals at SoFi, you could probably overtake the Rams fans or Chargers fans. <laughs> Cowboys, the Cowboys Chargers games, it was fifty five percent Cowboys games, fifty five percent Cowboys fans. Really? Yeah. I don't think the Bengals would travel as well, but well, LA fans suck. So yeah, especially I saw one uh, TikTok the other or earlier today that was making fun of it. It was like Keaton Allen scored a touchdown, and it was like a clip of him celebrating by running over and handing the football to a Chargers fan. And the caption was, guys, I swear this isn't edited or anything. And, like, it took me a while to get it. But I was like, oh, they're saying that, like, Chargers fans don't exist. And, like, the fact that he gave it to a Yeah, so I thought that was pretty funny. And then last thing again, kind of our – my week one reaction, too, it's still carrying over. Uh, Bears are sad. They're so sad, dude. What was it, like 87 total yards of offense? Um, I think it was 64, 63. <laughs> worse. Worse. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, nah, uh, Justin Tucker's winning field goal kick was longer, had more yards than uh, the Bears' offense did. That's fucking awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love stats for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think I think Nagy should be fired immediately. I think it's an embarrassment to the league that he even has a job right now, dude. Like, he's so fucking bad. You know, what's even crazier is I was looking through. He has a winning record with the with the Bears. Yeah, but, like, he had, disgusting. That, he had that really good first season. Yeah. That was carried by – he inherited, like, a kick-ass defense. And then it proved Vic Vangio was his defensive coordinator too who's yeah. a kick-ass defensive coordinator who's so, done like, well as the head coach now so yeah and he's regressed ever since then yeah i think uh, i mean justin fields just did not look ready and there was one theory i heard too that um some bears fans said that matt Nagy threw this game and made justin fields play bad on purpose i would so put that, it past so that he could say fuck you told you so andy dalton should be our starter like, kind of thing. Yeah, I really wouldn't put that past Nagy, honestly. Like, this, is a guy, this is a guy looking to save his job. Yeah, let's, uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into our, our hot seat ratings, starting with uh, Nagy. So, how we're going to do this is Elijah is going to cover the NFL coaches, and I'm going to cover the NCAA coaches. Uh, but of course, we're both going to chime in on some of these. So, first up, Matt Nagy. 
Where do you rank his hot seat right now? How hot is his seat? 10. Yeah, this, that one's pretty obvious. He should have been fired last year. I hope he gets fired after their next loss, which will probably be next week. I mean, honestly, I don't really mind. I don't mind watching the Bears lose. It's not like I like the Bears at all, but no. Well, watching their sad. offense, watching their offense, just pisses me off because it's just like so dysfunctional and not good. And it's like it's worse than watching paint dry. And they, and since they're in Chicago, they command a couple of primetime games a year. So we're going to be subjected to it. <laughs> yeah, and he you know? basically. Or what I've noticed these past couple of games, he likes to just run it down te- teams' throats, even whenever, like in the first half, mostly, even whenever it doesn't work. He just runs it, runs it, runs it, runs it. And then he's like, oh shit, we're playing from behind again. Here we go. And then nothing ever works out because they're not in any sort of passing rhythm or anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree 10 out of 10. All right, next up, NFL coach. This one, there's this one's more just about rumors right now, but uh, Pete Carroll, where do you, where do you think he's at? I think he's at about a four. Four? I would agree. I think a four or five. Yeah. So the one and two record is kind of sus. And then also when you factor in that him and Russell Wilson kind of got into it over the offseason. If I were the Seahawks organization, who would I rather keep? Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson? I'm going Russ. So yeah, I couldn't agree this, more. If the, if the season keeps on going like that, then yeah, he could be gone. But Seahawks will probably turn it around. Yeah, it just it seems like their roster, at least offensively, they're he's just underachieving with their talent that they have. So mm-hmm. um next up, I'm curious to see what you think about this one. Zach Taylor. I'm gonna give Zach Taylor about a five. All right. Um he turned a, having them at two and one right now is definitely looking good for his future. They do I look think, surprisingly good, yeah. And I think that if but if they did have another season like last year, he should could and should be gone. Um, but the the Bengals organization have been infamously patient, so yeah. you could really you know it's hard to tell. But uh, I don't know if I mean if they keep on going and he has a winning record by the end of the year or at least close to five hundred um, or any sort of improvement, then no. But uh, yeah, he's definitely looking better with the two and one record right now. Yeah, I, I'm pleasantly surprised with how the Bengals have have turned out this year, but I am. I am very uh, – Zach Taylor's on thin ice with me. I, I want him gone if if another year like that happens. Yeah, so mm-hmm. switching over to your team now, Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys. I'm giving the Mike McCarthy a seven. Oh, okay, a little bit higher. Okay. He's got a really warm seat right now. Um, I'm really pleased with what, we're, what our team looks like. But um, Kellen Moore is our offensive coordinator and probably could be ready for a head coaching position. And if we don't make it to an NFC championship game – I say, fuck it. Get rid of that, dude. I'd rather keep Kellen Moore than Mike McCarthy. If you don't make the NFC Championship game, it's a pretty hard stretch this year. Yep. Interesting. All right. Not even just make the playoffs? All right. I feel like the playoffs would be a pretty good goal for the Cowboys this year. That's how much I want to keep Kellen Moore. I mean, I think Kellen Moore, yeah, he could get scooped up somewhere else. That's true. And I don't want that to happen. I'm also mad at Tony Romo for saying that during the Chargers game that, you know, He'll probably have a head coaching job next year, and he deserves it. I'm like, Tony Romo, you fuck. You just upped his value by like 100 points just then by <laughs> you saying that. We could have kept him as the OC for maybe another year. Yeah, coach is going to be watching. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, kill him. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. At least one owner was like, he is ready. Now say that, <laughs> Mr. Romo. So, I agree, Tony. I agree. Um, all right, next up, 
Mike Zimmer. Um, I'm going to give Mike Zimmer about an eight. Ooh, okay. That's higher than I thought it would be. Interesting. I, I think that he's on pretty thin ice right now. After last year's debacle, he's a defensive-minded head coach, and the defense was absolutely awful last year. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, their star quarterback, was healthy all year. They still had a losing record, which, by the way, Kirk Cousins, not that guy. Not, not that the answer. Um, I think uh, Mike Zimmer, if they – I mean, they're one and two right now. Thank God they beat the Seahawks for his sake. But I probably see another year where they go like eight and eight or something like that. Or yeah, they're going to be around 500. Team. And so I think he'll probably be fired. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. The only thing is he's just been there for a while. So, yeah. I mean, he could, I could also see that in giving him a, another year. This is kind of one of those where it's like warm seat now, hot seat next year. Yeah, I, I see that happening too. Or even just hotter seat as the season goes on. Because you're right, they did kind of luck out with their Seahawks when he got, I don't want to say lucky, but for Zimmer's sake, he's he's lucky they won that game. So next up is Giants. I This one's probably a 10. Joe Judge. 10. Yeah, right. 10. Yeah. It is 10. Uh, he's been atrocious so far this year. I actually thought he could have been a good coach at the beginning of the season, but then that whole uh, fight broke out, and then he made his millionaires do up-downs thing, and ever since then, I'm like, this guy sucks. Yeah, I remember that. Restart. Um I mean, he showed a little bit of promise last year. I really thought he could have been something, but man, now this guy fucking sucks. And <laughs> John Mara is pissed, dude. Yeah. He is pissed. Like, he's in the media, which he usually isn't, of talking about why the Giants are still bad. And he's like, I can't make excuses anymore. So I could see them probably cleaning house, getting rid of Joe Judge and their general manager. I mean, a lot of Giants fans want that. So, yeah, all three guys are going to be gone next year Danny Dimes, Joe Judge, and the GM. I don't know though. For some reason, they have been they've been giving a lot of faith into Danny Dimes. Well, who else do they have? I mean, it's still only his third year too. Like you got to give guys time. But I just think in this case, I mean, still uh, three years is a decent amount of time to do something. So, all right. Last but not least on the NFL list is Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I'm gonna give him about a four. Okay. Maybe a, nah, maybe a three. I'll go. With all right. Three because I think he probably could have been on the hot seat this year potentially, but after that 3-0 start, I don't think so anymore. But if they do fade down the stretch like last year, then we could see that seat getting warmer and warmer. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised even though they started off well if they kind of finished closer to 500, like a 9-8 and type season. Because mm-hmm. even their Vikings game, they should have lost that probably. They really should have lost oh, that. Oh, yeah, one. for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, switching over to college football now. Okay, so first up, we got Scott Frost, head coach in Nebraska. This one's a 10. Uh, this one's pretty clear 10. Easy. Easy. Wait, okay. I thought you were surprised at first by your facial reaction. No, I was like, that was agreeing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Scott Frost, I mean, he had a lot of expectations coming out of UCF. He, he turned them into a very relevant program. Nebraska has so much history behind it. Their fan base expects so much, but has gotten so little for over a decade now. And Scott Frost has come in and just given them the exact same thing. I will say he did bring in a couple of good players like Adrian Martinez. So, And they did compete with Oklahoma last week. They did compete with Michigan State this week. But they're just not – they have to keep – they have to start winning these games they're competing in or otherwise Scott Frost has gone like that. So that's a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. He was supposed to be the, the answer. 
Yeah. He is most definitely not. All right. Uh, Manny Diaz at the U. Okay, so Manny Diaz, his hot seat, I'm probably going to give this a, a 7.5, 7.5, because he's really been a roller coaster. He In the last two years, he's gone from being a 1 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10, down to a 2 out of 10, then like an 8 out of 10, and then like he's just been all over the place because he did kind of bring the U back to where people – started discussing are they back is Miami good again they started getting bigger name players like Derek King transferred there um, even Tate Martell transferred there at one point but he didn't win the starting job so they've gotten better recruits with Diaz but now they seem just completely undisciplined their play calling's been kind of all over the place so uh, that's why I, I, it's still a little bit high up there 7.5 because Miami history they have expectations something's got to ha- happen for them so uh, that one's on my higher end of the list. Okay. Uh, next, we have Mike Norvell at Florida State. Hmm. This one's probably going to be a solid 10 out of 10, too, simply because Florida State has had three, four just atrocious years. After being in playoff contention for like three straight years with Jameis Winston, um, I mean, Florida State, too, is historically a great team. They always compete in the ACC, but right now, is their, they had their first 0-3 start since 76, and now they started 0-4. If they lose another game, I wouldn't be surprised if he's fired midseason. So 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah, I agree. Florida State can't Florida State, Florida State can't go 0-4. No, that, that can't happen, yeah. No. Um, Mike Leach at Mississippi State. This one's tough to pin. I think um, I'm going to put this one on, my, on the lower end. I'm going to say a 4. Because I think there is definitely reason to believe the Leach should be in the hot seat because he had tremendous success at um at Washington State whenever he took over. He really turned them around into a completely unrecognizable football team. But, you know, it's hard to repeat that same success in the SEC compared to the Pac-12 where the air raid, the run and gun, the sling it kind of offense dominates. SEC doesn't work like that. Mississippi State was really hoping he would be able to do that. And he hasn't just yet. So, but he still found some success. So that's why he's still kind of on the bubble for me because he's still a good coach. It's just different now. And Mississippi State kind of also doesn't have the best talent. Yeah. Nah, that's a that's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, PJ Fleck, uh, Minnesota, right? Yeah, Minnesota. Uh, this one, I would say, was a lot lower until this past Saturday. So I'm going to put this... Uh, PJ Flex probably at an eight. Um, they just Minnesota just lost a bowling fucking green this past weekend. Um, they were 31 point favorites on the spread and they lost outright. One of the biggest upsets in like over a decade, probably the worst loss in program history. But as uh as can JD get, what can you even get a money line on 31 point spreads? Dude, I don't it was probably like what plus three thousand or some shit. Something crazy, yeah, I don't know. But our boy, one of our bloggers at GTD, JD, described, because he's a Minnesota fan, so he described P.J. Fleck as the DJ Khaled of of uh, college football coaches. He's just a hype man, all talk, no show. So it's a very good description, honestly, with uh, the way Minnesota's playing. So I give that one an eight. All right, then we got Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech. <clears throat> so I'm going right in the middle on this one. I'm going five out of ten. I think it should be higher, but the reason it's right in the middle is because Georgia Tech is being incredibly patient with him. 
Um, he's developed this crazy culture at GT where they have, you know, they're getting more recruits, the chemistry, the, people are buying into what they're doing, but then they're just still losing games like to fucking Northern Illinois at home. So yeah. maybe it'll turn around as he continues because it's only his third year. So maybe it'll turn around, but they did just beat UNC over the weekend. That was a big upset. So, yeah. And it's also not like, the Georgia Tech job comes with a bunch of expectations. That's true. That that is another reason. So I think they will be a little bit more more patient with it, especially coming out as uh, you know, whenever Paul Johnson was there, he ran the triple option at GT. So for forever. Yeah, forever. So it's probably gonna take a while to adjust to the post triple option offense. And then last but not least, we got Jim Harbaugh. So this one is another one that's fluctuated all over the place. Um in terms of his hot seat, but I'm going to right now, I'm going to put him at a three um, because Michigan. Yeah. Michigan looks fucking fantastic this year. I know they they only beat Rutgers by seven. A win's a win. They got it done. They were in control of the game. Uh, they look legit. Their rushing attack. Their running game is one of the best in the country. And also that university loves Jim Harbaugh more than they love, you know, the color blue. I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I feel like at the beginning of the season, it was about a seven. And then now they've come out with this hot start. It's probably about a three. Yeah, they look really good. And if they beat Ohio State this year, then he has his job for the next five years. Which they will. I think they're going to. I really do. Yeah. All right. That's it for our uh, our hot seat ratings. It's, it'll be interesting to see. Early. Yeah, way, way too early hot seat ratings. Even though some of these coaches may end up getting fired before the next time we talk about some it. These, some of these definitely will. Yeah, like Nagy, eh, out of there. Norvell's probably out of there too at Florida State because that's mm-hmm. it's so bad. All right, you know what time it is. Time to wrap it up with some love it or loathe it. Let's get it. All right, Ryan. The Raiders are the first three and O team where all three opponents have won ten or more games from the previous season. Dude, I love it. I love what's going on in Las Vegas right now. It seems like some kind of magic. Nobody expected them to be three and O, but here they are. Derek Carr. Is playing out of his mind. He leads the league in passing right now. Everything seems to be clicking for them, really. I mean, they they look in tune. They look in sync. So I'm I'm curious to see how the Raiders pan out. I would like to see them as a playoff team. That would be kind of crazy. All right. Um, SMU, after upsetting TCU, tried and failed to plant their flag at TCU's 50-yard line. Ah, so I I fucking loathe the fact that SMU won this game, but I love the fact that there was a fight to stop the flag planting. Yeah. Nobody's planting the flag on our goddamn turf, all right? Especially not SMU. Yeah, especially not SMU. So I had I was in the press box for that game, and so I kind of had like an aerial view of everything as it went down. And one of the TCU players, Darius Davis, kind of ran over and like with trucked. It was like, hell no, nah, hell no. Nah. And then they ended up ripping the flag apart. Uh, into two pieces and then it started a whole debacle but yeah Yeah, yeah. i saw that video of him like going for it and then he ran up and was like hey boy what you doing yeah (laughs) i was like i was like fuck yeah dude not the car yes sir yeah gary patterson got mad at it though apparently it was planned too because they had like a social media guy like ready for it like recording it so dude that was i was so frustrating bro fuck smu yeah uh josh gordon signs with the chiefs I love it. He's back. He's he's going to be completely fantasy irrelevant probably. I don't think he'll have a major impact at all. But I love it. The Josh Gordon 
saga continues somehow, some way. He'll probably get suspended by the end of the year again. But hey, good to be back, Josh. <laughs> no shit, right? Uh, <laughs> this one's comical. Ben Simmons trashes Joel Embiid, saying that Embiid's style isn't conducive to the way Simmons needs to play. Oh, I love this one. Fuck you, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons went from being so lovable to so hateable in the span of like four months. He's the biggest crybaby in sports right now. Yeah, he, yeah, he turned. Yeah, and everybody liked him because he was, you know, this good youngster, Australian international player. There was a lot to like about him. Now he's, <laughs> fuck you, Ben. Yeah, it's hard to be the most disliked player in sports during football season too, and he's managed just to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Trevor Lawrence and uh, Zach Wilson are the first QBs to throw seven plus interceptions in their first three games since Deshaun Kaiser did that. With the 0-16 Browns. I love it. Uh, not not really much to say about this. I really expected Trevor Lawrence to do good. I mean, you don't you don't ever want to root for anybody to just suck shit. So I loathe it. True. Sad to see. All right. Switching over to you. First things first. A Baltimore Ravens fan has been getting a new tattoo to represent each win. He got one for their 66-yard field goal the other day. Yeah, I saw this. It's hilarious. So they're both like thigh tats. He's got one. He had like the 36 to 35 Chiefs one. And they're definitely homemade tattoos. So oh yeah, they look hilarious. sketch. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, I can I will endorse that 100 <laughs> percent All right. Kyrie, I already know you're gonna like this one. Kyrie Irving did not attend Nets Media Day because he didn't oh, because he needed proof of vaccination to attend. Yeah, I love this. It's hilarious. I thought that this was the most least surprising news of all time that Kyrie <laughs> Irving isn't vaccinated. Like, I got the notification that he couldn't do it because of that. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I don't even know why he needed to send me this notey. Biggest conspiracy guy ever. Yeah, like, fuck off. Like, I didn't need to, I didn't need the news that Kyrie isn't vaxxed. Like, I already knew. <laughs> I, yeah, I could guess that just on common sense. Uh, all right, silly Kyrie. I wonder if that's going to affect you know the season, if he'll like hold out and whatnot. I don't know. It's, it's affecting Andrew Wiggins, but... Like, Wiggins isn't as relevant. Yeah, but he might not play home games. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, oh. it's going to be kind of a thing. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, it's by state, you know. Some states well, are like... And the thing with NFL versus basketball is that... And, and the basketball is in indoor arenas... So, like, you need to have yeah, it's true. proof for indoor arenas. NFL is outdoors a lot. So, that's true. Yeah, yeah it makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up is Los Angeles Dodgers currently have a better chance to win the World Series than they do the NL West. I love this. This is just kind of how wacky this baseball season has been. Um, and just how crazy it is that the Dodgers are so good winning 100 games. And there's no shot that they're going to win the division, but they still have a better chance of winning the World Series. Giants are on top of that division, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. See, I got a future bet on the Giants to win the World Series, so fingers crossed. Um, all right, Oklahoma Sooners fans chant, "We want Caleb!" after Spencer Rattler throws an interception. They're referring to their backup, Caleb Williams. Yeah, low the Oklahoma fans just pair with Spencer Rattler. I'm sure he'll get it turned around. Yeah, I, I agree. It's kind of shitty to do that to your boy. All right, last one. LeBron James said that during the 2011 NBA lockout, he was offered contracts by both the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. 
I love this. Uh, LeBron said this on the Manning cast yesterday. I thought it was absolutely hilarious because Jerry Jones would definitely be that dude to offer him a contract. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, he LeBron also said he has jerseys from both the Seahawks and the Cowboys from when they offered him. And he, he said he seriously considered it, but then by the time it started getting a little more serious and while he was thinking about it, uh, things were starting to heat up with the NBA to kind of go ahead and perform the season. So, he, you know, obviously basketball. Yeah. Dude, that would have been – I mean, I know he was cold at football in high school and everything, so that would be LeBron crazy. LeBron James as a tight end for the Cowboys would have been sick. That would have been crazy because you know he'd be playing tight end. Yeah, he would have oh, to be playing sure. tight end. You could put him anywhere on the field, though, and or except for I wouldn't want him playing quarterback, though. But he'd be, he'd be Kyle Pitts. Yeah, exactly. Like a freakishly even larger Kyle Pitts. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um I hope you guys enjoyed this. Is a little something a little bit different. Sports bucket list, you know, going through the hot seat, everything. Football season's in full swing. It's going decent right now for uh, both of our teams. I, I, you know, neither one of us have any reason to be super depressed at this point in the season. You know, two, two and one record. I, the Bengals are going to the goddamn Super Bowl, bro. Bengals Cowboys, book it. All right, you already heard it here first. It's gonna happen. If that happens, I'll get it tatted. If honestly, if that happens, I'll get a chest tattoo, bro. Fucking of the, the helmets. <laughs> no, if shot, the Cowboys though. win the Super Bowl this year, I'll get a tattoo of Jerry Jones's face on, on your ass cheek. Put it on your yeah. ass cheek, on my fucking bicep, so everybody sees it. Yeah, just have it right there. Put uh, put Jerry on one bicep and then uh, Dak on the other. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would, I would do that if we won the Super Bowl. Alright, well, that's going to wrap up this episode. So, thank you everybody for listening and we'll be back same, or not same time actually, at 5 o'clock on Thursday. We'll be live again for episode 42. So, until then, we'll see y'all then. Thanks.